Um, this is us. We're back. Yeah. Part two of episode six of the Neighbor Podcast. Um, episode seven, actually. Episode, episode seven, yeah. yeah, because this is part two of, well, I would say part B of episode six. Okay, part B of episode yeah. six. Um, incorporating the Shadow Self uh, with Andrew Morelli, and uh, we're going to have him uh, kick us off where we left off and uh, continue. Go All ahead, right. Andrew. Right. So, Bonjour, sir. <clears throat> so after that, that fight that we had, we actually ended on good terms. Okay. And ended that fight on good terms, I should say. Um, the very next day, we broke up. <clears throat> and from then on until I dropped out of college was more of a blur for me. I don't recall a lot. I There was a point where I should have gotten kicked out um, for smoking in, dorm, in the dorms. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> For the rest of it, it was like a blur. I feel like it was so empty. Mm-hmm. Like it was, there was nothing. I, I was a shell, yeah. a shell of a human, yeah. just going through motions of day to day life. I, I can recall at one point of my third year it was Easter, and I was. It was so empty for me that I was ready to kill myself. Mm-hmm. I was ready to walk out into the city. And jump in front of a bus. Holy shit. I was that I was that low at that point, and I and it wasn't you know. It was there was just nothing there. There was nothing. Now just to just to allude back to I, I, you vocalized already that you were heavy on marijuana. Were you using any other substances at this point? At this point, no. No, that it was, was still primarily weird. Weird. I was just depressed, <clears throat> and I had become so depressed and so isolated, and you know. Just it turned into such a oh man it was it was a scary point in my life because I was ready to pull the trigger yeah. I, and like there was nothing gonna hold me back that day yeah. and just so conveniently my roommate saved my life yeah and really yeah oh, he picked up the phone he picked up the phone and called me because I told him I was supposed because I was supposed to go see my cousin and that fell through and so he called me later in the afternoon just like you know hey you know you want your cousin da, da, da. I'm like no I'm still stuck. Boston, and he was just like, You're by yourself? I was like, Yeah, and he was just like, All right, I'm coming to get you. And literally drove like two hours to come pick me up. Jeez. Took me back to his house, his, yeah. his parents' house for the holiday. Yeah. It saved my life that, that day because I don't know if I would have survived past that. What's your roommate's name? <clears throat> uh, call him D. Okay, D. Okay, call him D. Um, but saved my life that day. Um, Do you still talk to uh, D? Not very much anymore. We still have some kind of contact. Yeah, very little, but, um, you know, he was an instrumental part of it at that, at that point, you know, and I look back and there was a lot of instrumental people in certain points in my life because my life wasn't supposed to end there. Mm-hmm. And whatever the universe decided to pull from that moment decided for him to reach out to me to save my life that day. That's my, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, and, um, <clears throat> Yeah, so after that, get back, got back to college, finished it out. That last semester, I didn't go to a single class. Oh, my God. I flunked out, dropped out. It's all the same. Who was, play, who was paying for college at this point? Um, it was a lot of student loans. Okay. Um, okay. I didn't have any money for uh, food, for nothing. Mm-hmm. I literally was not eating very much. Yeah. Um, at this point... <clears throat> 
I had a very torn relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. After I left college, I went home. I ended up living with a friend of mine, and uh, me and my mom were actually not on speaking terms with her. I had some choice words for her, um, and it was all because of my selfishness and my self-centeredness. Um, blame stuff on her and so on and so forth. I just didn't. Did, did it bother you to see that your mom had found us a, a semblance of happiness again um, after the situation with your dad and, and you hadn't been able to do that for yourself? Never thought about it like that, but yeah, um, probably. Yeah. And I mean, it probably played a role in that. I never really thought about, uh, again, I was so wrapped up in self at the time, I didn't even care. I didn't care. How can you think about anything when all you're wrapped up is in yourself and all the illusions? That oh, I was so self-centered that I just, you know, yeah. happy or not, I don't care. Like, I'm your son. Yeah. I come first. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the way that it was. Yeah, that was my mindset at the time. Right. And, and you know, it's it's to look back on it, it's just ugh, I can't believe like I ever thought like yeah. my thought process was like that. You know, it's crazy. And um, so I ended up getting home. As soon as I got back to my hometown, I was just like, okay, I need to do something to change. I need to change my life somehow. I need to get back on track. I need to get back into college. I need to finish it. And then I can do this and this and that. So I had a plan laid out that wow. I was going to accomplish okay. this. That's good. <clears throat> so I started working at a restaurant, um, a Denny's, actually. And, you know, making decent, you know, pretty decent money enough to, to pay the bills stuff like that so it was probably two months into working this new job and it was a bad day to work and i end up going in the back so like i don't know if you've ever worked in a restaurant before oh, yeah. like they have <laughs> side work that you're supposed to do so like filling all of the stuff on the sides to prepare for the next day Top vegetables so, and yeah, yeah all the salad bar stuff everything <laughs> nothing was done for Oh. And it's a Saturday morning, Ooh. and the rush is crazy. Yeah. So nothing's done, so I'm trying to do both jobs. So I end up getting super aggravated and super pissed. Right. Go to the back room, flip a bucket of silverware, mm-hmm. and my boss comes back there, and he's just like, take your lunch. Go outside, take a break, get out, cool off, and then come back. Mm-hmm. It's like, what about my tables? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I'll give you, you know, we'll give you tips on whatever. Just go take a break. Right. So now I'm pissed. I go outside to smoke a cigarette, and one of my buddies that came that worked at the restaurant came in, and he had said, "Come in the car with me." I'm like, "All right." And he pulls out a folder, Mm -hmm. and on the folder there's a line, Mm -hmm. and he goes, "Snort this," Mm -hmm. and I was like, "What is it?" (laughs) And he's just like, "Just do it. You'll be fine." I was like, I'm not doing that until you tell me what it is. Yeah. He said, it's Percocet, just do it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. So, took the straw, snorted it. Mm-hmm. I was on cloud nine. Yeah. I never felt better in my entire wow. life. I went through work the rest of the day, yeah. and it was the most magical day ever. Yeah. I was <laughs> up here. Like, it was, it was incredible. I found love. I fell in love. I fell in love. And so 
it started, I was like, all right, like, I'm only going to do this on weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Then it turned into like, oh, I'm only going to do this when I'm at work. Yeah. And then it turned into like, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And How long did it last? About a year and a half, a year, almost two years. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, well, how long did the Percocet last? The first, the we, first time we you know, did oh, it. the first time I did it. How many hours? Maybe like four or five for me it lasted okay, okay. initially. Was there a crash or a come down? No. I never had one. Really? Yeah. I never had one. Um, you just felt it and then just went. And just, yeah, just slowly. Like magic, like Tinkerbell. Yeah. Um, but the big problem with doing it consistently is when you don't do it, you then will withdraw. Yeah. Explain the withdrawal. Uh, hell. Okay. Uh, the flu and really hell all in one. Um, and the thing with withdrawal too is it's the physical part sucks really badly. Explain. Uh, muscle cramps, puking, diarrhea, chest pains, back pain. Uh, mine was restless legs was the absolute worst. I literally couldn't sit still. Um, I had to keep moving. If I stopped, my legs just felt like they were, it was just throbbing. But probably one of the worst symptoms withdrawal is what it does to my wrist. The mental piece was terrible. Awesome. Um, you had talked about, um, you had mentioned this in the first part mm-hmm. about um, about when you're playing music and yeah. like you get high just listening to that Yeah, song. yeah, yeah. It's the same thing when, when you're going to get your drugs. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, you're, you don't have them yet, but you're on your way. Yeah. You feel better. The, the body feels it. It feels it yeah. immediately. Yeah. When your body doesn't have like the mental state that you go into, I mean, you become. I became extreme. I didn't care whether I lived or died. I was at that point, like yeah. where it was. It was that bad. Now it didn't get that bad t- till probably towards the end. Um, but that was probably one of the worst symptoms. I, like, wasn't like I'm gonna go purposely out and kill myself. I was like, if I die tomorrow, I don't care. If I OD tomorrow, I don't care. Yeah. Like there was a point where I should have. You were numb. Yeah, I was completely numb to, and the the hole that I had that was inside of me was so big at that point. It was just I was just stuffing it with instant gratification, whatever came first. Right. So pills got to be too expensive. Mm -hmm. So after about I think nine months, I want to say, it transitioned into heroin Mm -hmm. and went right from Percocet to heroin. Yeah. Just right just, back off to the races. Just like that. Just like that. Wow. Explain the, the uh, yeah, because I'm not familiar with Percocet. So uh, the cost, uh, what was it? So uh, at the time, cost it was, of it that heroin. And, and, and take us back to the year this is happening. Yeah. So, okay. So this is back in 2011, 2012. Okay. Got it. And yeah, so 2011, 2012, it was like 30 bucks for a 30 milligram pill. So I used to compare it like this. So you go to the dentist's office, mm-hmm. you go to the doctor's office. Let's say it's a dentist, for instance. You have a, a surgery done in your mouth. Mm-hmm. They prescribe you painkillers right. or pain medication or hydroxy, like oxycodone. oxycodones yeah. or um, hydrocodones. Yeah, hydrocodones. Yeah. So there's usually like 7.5s, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like 7.5 to 10 milligrams. Okay. Yeah. I was doing... At my worst, five or six 30 milligram pills. Woo! Shit. So they they say to do, you know, 
one seven point five every eight hours. Mm-hmm. Over the course of one day, I was doing anywhere between one hundred and eighty and two hundred and ten micrograms of Percocet. Wow. If I had it, and that's then a, it you had to build up the tolerance. Exactly. Yeah, because that's one thing Huge. about drug use that they don't tell you. Um, you build up such a fucking tolerance that literally you can't get it in there fast enough. Yep. Because it, it does like you know. The tolerance that you built up is crazy. It's like, this shit's not working, and you're just fucking chasing it. You're chasing it. You're chasing it, you know what I mean? To feel something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To feel alive again, you know? Because you're fucking dead chasing it. You're dead until you you arrive, you know? It's like, oh, okay. I can breathe again, you know? Literally, it feels like you're suffocating until you get it in. Exactly. And, like, it came to the point, like, like, throughout a lot of this, like, I was walking to work every day and walking home. Mm-hmm. It was like a three, three and a half mile walk, one way, and then doing that back. I'd get a ride if you know somebody else was leaving and going in that same direction. And a lot of the times I was walking. Mind you, Connecticut is in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. It goes through four seasons. Yeah. Summer, fall, winter, and spring. So I was literally walking three and a half miles to work in shorts or in two pairs of pants and a winter jacket through mm-hmm. snow. So I was willing to do whatever it took to get out. Yeah. I didn't care. I, I would have done whatever I needed to do mm-hmm. just to get high. So I didn't have to go through withdrawal. Yeah. And the craziest part about it is like your mind plays such a trick on you. So I decided to stop at one point when I was home. <clears throat> I go through two weeks of hell of like just straight up withdrawal symptoms and everything. I finally get past it, and my brain said, "Okay, you're through. You can do it one more time." Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus! Right back to the mm-hmm. same starting point, right back all over again. Yeah. Right back into it, and so I'm, you know, but now I'm doing. I was doing like anywhere between two and three grams of heroin a day. Um, what was your choice to, to shoot up? Uh, never Bro, shot. Never, never, shot. never used a needle. Sniffed it. Okay, got it. Right. Sniffed or smoked it. Smoked it only a couple times, but the majority was pretty much through my nose. Now, which one was more impactful? Which one was impactful? Which one had it there? I, le- I enjoyed snorting it a lot more um, because of the, how fast it hit you. I mean, obviously, with the needle, it, it, yes. it would have done the same thing. Yeah. But, um, and through then the, the drip. Okay. Um, the drip in the back of your throat was really yeah. Fear of a needle? No, um, so it's funny that that too. So I lived with a kid who was also using heroin at the mm-hmm. time, and he was doing both sniffing and, and shooting. <clears throat> and so I'll be dexterous. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So my my pill dealer came over to my house, and he was just like, "Hey, I gotta go to the city to get pills. Do you want to come with me?" I said, "Sure." And I looked at my roommate and said, when I get back, I want you to shoot me up for the first time. And he was like, all right, cool. On the way to the city, he sends me a text message. And it's a picture. And he missed his vein. Oh, fuck. And his arm swelled up like the size of a grapefruit. Whoa. I was like, nope. What the fuck? No shot. Yeah. No way am I putting a needle in my arm. How the no fuck did he miss his vein? No idea. Didn't ask for details, didn't ask for specifics. Yeah. You just, but I said, hell no. You just know he's not a registered nurse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not having this kid put a needle in my arm. 
no shot. So I was grateful to never have used a needle, but you know, a drug's a drug. However you put it in your body, it doesn't matter. Like it's, you're, you know, just as bad. Mm -hmm. So it was a, a week before I ended up going to Florida. And my sister saved my life. Really? She called me every day, three times a day, for the first, for that, for that whole week. Did, did she know? <clears throat> she, she knew something was up. Okay. Um, I won't share, like, her side, but she had battled with her own and stuff. Yeah. And so she knew what was going on. Yeah. She could sense it. She knew, yeah. She knew the pattern. She yeah. knew, she, she knew I was, I was messed up on something. Yeah. yeah. But she didn't know what specifically. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe she did, and she just didn't tell me. I don't yeah. know. But, um, <laughs> okay. But so she called me every day, three times a day for like a week, and every day I gave her a different story. Mm -hmm. Or every time she called me, I gave her a different story. Wow. I said, you know, she's like, I know you're you're on something. You know, you need to get help. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I haven't done some X, Y, and Z. And, Couple weeks, and the time changed every time. Yeah. So, like, she knew I, yeah. I was lying to her. Yeah. Oh, it's been six weeks. Oh, it's been like you know yeah. four months. Oh, it's been two well, months. I oh, mean, as addiction progresses, uh, the timeline of our lives, uh, you know, we get it's a blur. Yeah, we, yeah it's a blur, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's a blur because we're fucking constantly lying to ourselves to begin with, and then you know what I mean. It's like we get so fucking numb to the lying that ah, it doesn't fucking like yeah, I. You, I I said that yeah 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 you know you're right you sure yeah okay? <laughs> because it's such a fucking blur bro. Yeah. It's such a fucking blur you, you know? start forgetting what you're yeah. telling people and yeah. you know it's it, it's like you're lying you're lying so much that it's so hard to keep up with those lies I'm yeah telling. absolutely it all comes crashing down mm -hmm. so she called me finally it was November fourteenth yeah November fourteenth two thousand twelve and she called me. I had no drugs, I had nothing, I was going through withdrawal, and she called me and she's like, you're messed up, you need to get help. And I just broke down. Yeah. And just started crying. And I was like, you are right. She's like, okay, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I told her. And she's just like, alright, you need to call mom. And I was like, oh, shit. Wow. This is, this is going to be an interesting phone call. Tell us how that went. So I called my mom. She didn't answer. Okay. She called me back the next day. I said, "Mom, I need, I need to meet you. Like, we need to talk." Were you guys in close proximity at this time? You were living in uh, town over. She lived town, town over. So she was probably about twenty minutes from where I was. So she met up with me the next day. Okay. <clears throat> and now my natural body weight is like one hundred ninety-five, two hundred pounds. Right. I was one hundred and sixty-five pounds at this point. Jesus. My skin tone was like gray. Yeah. Like just. No life yeah, at all. Right, right. So she comes and meets up with me, and she's just like, "Okay, you know what's going on?" I said, "Mom, I've been using drugs." I was just like, "I was like, I've just been like using, that. I've been using him." Straight up. And her instant reaction was to look at my arm. Yeah. Instantaneously. Right. Was look at my arm, like, uh, and I just started laughing. I was like, "You don't have to be shooting up to be in order in order to do what you're doing with heroin." Yeah. Do it in other ways, and it's just like that time frame of when she grew up. That was yeah. it was her hair when you saw a needle, yeah, like exactly. But it, you know, obviously, it was very different. So 
she's just like, okay, I have an opportunity for you to go to a place in Florida, um, rehab facility. Yes or no? And we'll get on the phone with you. It's like, yeah, yes or no. <clears throat> so I tried to postpone it until Monday. Right. Which it's Thursday. Oh, it's I don't Thursday. Even, I don't even know where it's <laughs> Thursday. It's Thursday the fifteenth yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm trying to postpone it until Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah. Because I need to work. Yeah. And the guy the, who worked for the, the facility was like, no, he's just trying to continue to get high yeah. before he leaves. Yeah. It's like. You need to the get last him on a flight. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get him on a flight like tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And so lo and behold, I the very next day, November sixteenth, I was on a flight to Florida. Um, and did you and realize that, that if that wouldn't happen, you probably wouldn't have made it. I probably wouldn't have, I probably would have died. Yeah. You wouldn't have made it. I would I would have gone out with a bang because yeah. that was what I wanted to do. Yeah, bro, when it's when when you it's in your mind that it's your last time, you wanna fucking go out like a fucking shotgun, bro. Mm-hmm. You wanna fucking Boom! One last fucking time for the yeah. road. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's the biggest fucking life because you're just setting yourself up for the fucking final blow, bro. Literally. To do yourself in. But 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 the addiction is so fucking savvy. The the, the 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 psyche is so fucking savvy, bro. It wraps you up, bro. Like, wait a minute, you know what I mean? Like, look, I know we're fucking breaking up, but just fuck me one last time. <laughs> yeah. That's what it this is. is so this true. is what it is. It's exactly like true. I just need closure. I yeah. just yeah. fuck me one last yeah. time. And who, you know, who doesn't want to fuck one last time, bro? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what it is. That's so true. That's so true. That's what it is. It wow. really felt just like it was like that. And I had to fight very hard to like get on that plane the next day without yeah. trying to get high. Because yeah. you got caught blocked. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. Because the guy was just like, "Don't let him out of your sight." Yeah. yeah. And you know, for me, it was it was tough. Like I knew I wanted to change. I knew I wanted to get better. But like, I saw a br- a small light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I knew I wanted. I knew I didn't want to live this life anymore. Yeah. And I was okay with dying, which scared the shit out of yeah. me. So I was like, "All right, let me stop you there." <clears throat> me and David have talked about this numerous times. Mm-hmm. At some point in my life, I also thought about taking my life, you know? Um, and I've unpacked that through the years. And with, you know, suicide being so high, you know, recently, you got to understand, people are not wrong to think that. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the way that the approach is completely wrong. Death is required in order to be new birth. Mm-hmm. So you're not literally trying to kill yourself physically. What, you're, what you don't know how to interpret clearly is that you want to kill off the pieces of you that are no longer serving you. Mm-hmm. That's the death that we wish for. But there's not that mental clarity, especially at that stage of, of trying to fight it in the thick of it, mm-hmm. at the height of the addiction. There's not that clarity. That psychological road doesn't lead to that type of rational thinking. Yeah. And so for anything to grow, there has to be death. Just like in seasons. When, you know, the trees drop all their leaves. And, you know, you think of fucking trees freaking out like, oh, fuck, you know, everything's falling. Apart. You know what I mean? <laughs> he understands that's natural, natural progression. It's nature. Yeah. It's nature. In order for, there has to, like, ourselves, people don't understand. Our cells fucking kill themselves off. 
you're not the same fucking person that you were fucking three months ago yeah. because you sales have died and new ones have come. Mm-hmm. It's a constant death and a constant rebirth. It's an evolution. It's an evolution. And even deeper than that too. I mean, breaking it down on a spiritual level. Boom. Like your spirit, like parts of that spirit die off and a purer piece of that spirit yeah. finally comes into play. Like the real you comes in. And like that's the biggest piece is when you start to get rid of those pieces that are no longer serving you, you start to finally see who you truly you know what, Andrew? That leads me to something that I always... Because I like to have my own interpretation of things. Maybe Jesus' death and rebirth is more symbolic than literal. Maybe it's more symbolic than literal. You could say that. Because I know in my life, that's been the case. And guess what, bro? I've become such a fucking alchemist that I'll gladly <laughs> go down to hell because I already know the process. Oh, yeah. I will gladly go down to hell because I know that I need to go down there to fix some shit. And when I come back up from hell, I'm going to be a better fucking version. Yeah, that's right. And see, most of us avoid going to hell ever. Yeah. Most of us avoid going to hell. You got to go down to hell. Nobody wants to take that trip. You got to go down to hell. That's where, the, that's where you got to go to address this shit. From from what you said before, like that's where your roots are placed. That's where the roots are. You gotta uproot those things, like Ooh. get them out. Like that trip, yeah. I've been to hell a couple times yeah. on different levels, and it was brought to my attention when I, after this was while I was living in Florida by a friend of mine, and his sponsor at the time told him this, and he said he asked him, "How fast do you want to get out of hell?" Mm-hmm. And when he said that to me, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. And the fastest way to get through hell, or the fastest way to get out of hell, is to go through it. Absolutely. You cannot dodge it. You can't go around it. No. You have to go straight through it. Absolutely. Because if you don't end up facing those things that you're going to see in hell, they will stay with you. And they will build and fester and then manifest themselves in other ways. If you don't go through that hell, your relationships are not. Friendships will never last. You will never see who you truly are. Because you're so blocked by that hell that you don't want to face. It's and I'm not saying like that as in like, oh, this is some easy thing to face your you know, face all this. It is not by any means. It's scary. It is scary to face all that. Not only that, but you run the risk of it destroying you. Absolutely. In the in the process of it. Mm -hmm. Been there too. Yeah. You run the like there's, it's it's like uh, what Jordan Peterson, you know, refers to as, as the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. It's like you're going out to the fucking forest as, as a fucking dumb young man. And you don't know if you're going to return. Because yeah. you don't know what the fuck lays out in that forest. Because you've never been in that fucking forest. But you have to be brave enough to go on that hero's journey. And when you come back, if you're lucky enough to come back from that journey... You're going to come back as a perpetual hero yeah. in your own life mm-hmm. because you survived every fucking thing that was meant to fucking destroy you. Yeah. And now you can share that with your village or with your town or with your family or, or you understand yeah, that? Absolutely. That's, there's nothing more honorable than to fucking 
be the difference that we hope to see in everybody else. There's nothing more honorable. We're not ch not chasing to be like the fucking rest of the people that you see on social media. You know what I mean? Fuck that. Yeah. They only show you one side of it. It's fake. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. Very Everything that you see yeah. on the media today now, nowadays, it's it's all fake. Yeah. Very. I mean, e even even wars, like you know, even war. War is very profitable. Mm -hmm. People, you know, the government tries to act like it's a fucking horrible thing. You know how many people are feeling their fucking pockets right now while this shit's going on? Absolutely. Any co conflict. It's great fucking business. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck yes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to war. Yeah. It's great business. Fire away. Yep. You know, people Fire. dying from fucking cancer and diabetes. It's great business. Absolutely. People are filling their pockets the like crazy. Companies are they make it, yeah. Fortune off of that. You know, it's great business. You know what I mean? And listen. No, not if I had a business, I wanted to be profitable. Absolutely, that's what that's what corporations do. They're there for the profit. Absolutely, but you got to know that, and it's on you whether you want to participate in it blindly or actually wake the fuck up and realize, like, look, let them play their game. I'm not going to be part of it. Yeah, you have the choice to not participate mm -hmm. by being your own doctor, by being your own government, by being your own religion. By being sustainable and growing your own fucking food as much as you can learn how to do that. Because not everybody has a green thumb to grow food. But the more sustainable we could become, mm -hmm. the easier it'll be for us to navigate. Well, we're not dependent on it. Everybody's too dependent on the fucking government. Everybody's too dependent on religion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I have friends that are Catholics and, and I, I talk to them and they're like, yeah, bro, you know, I'm like, so what's the process? You fucking sin and then you go to church to confess and the... A uh, priest tells you to say a couple of Hail Marys and shit like that. Like basically, in a nutshell, that's the way it works. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so it's harder, to, it's hard, it's easier to get into heaven than it is to get it down to the docks, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to get into heaven than it is to get down into the docks. You know what I mean? It it, it doesn't make no sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And so you know, I've always questioned. I'm an Aquarius, you know what I mean? I question everything. I'm a Taurus, so I'm stubborn, so I'll, I'll, go, back, I'll go back and forth until I figure out what's back you know what and, what's and You know who I even question even more than anything? Myself. Oh, absolutely. Because what, just when I start thinking that I fucking know something, I automatically, I, I demolish myself. You know what I mean? I destroy myself. Just when I think that I'm starting to know something, I'm like, okay, time for another rebirth. Yep. Boom, I knock it all down like a deck of cards <laughs> and rebuild right again. Back up. And rebuild again. Because every time that I rebuilt, it's a better version. It's never a worse version. Yeah. When you when you go through that fucking hardship of knocking yourself down to rebuild yourself back up, you're never gonna build anything inferior. Yeah. It's like I have a buddy of mine that used to, you know, flip houses, and I'm like, bro, in in, in your years of flipping houses, have you ever remodeled a house and it came out an inferior version? He's like, never, bro. I'm like, exactly. Mm -hmm. Same thing with us. Yeah. Same thing with us. Even if you got to fucking break it down to the foundation. You know what I mean? If you have to break it down to the foundation, break it down to the foundation. Maybe everything fucking stinks. And the only thing worth having is, is the plot of land. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're down to the plot of land and fuck it. It's not a bad investment because what you're going to fucking build there is going to be fucking beautiful. Absolutely. And people are going to be like, neighbors are going to be like, what the fuck? This thing is beautiful. And it was a piece of shit before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's us. Yeah. That's, literally <laughs> That's literally us. Mm -hmm. You're never going to regress in transformation. Never. Never. That's the beauty of it. But you got to be willing 
to go down to hell to address these That's issues. Right. You know what I mean? And who's willing to do that? Like in psychology, a very common term is like, if you want to fix the man, you got to fix the child. Mm-hmm. And you have to go back and fix, you know, I used to see a shrink at one point. And uh, she used to tell me, you know, you're, the, the talk that you have with yourself, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. you, you, the, the way you talk to yourself or talk about yourself, it's fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. She's like, do me a favor. Next time that you're talking to yourself, think of yourself as the five-year-old version of yourself. Mm-hmm. How would you talk to that five-year-old version of yourself? She was like, fuck that, scratch that. <laughs> How would you talk to any five-year-old version uh, Five-year-old, whether, you know, it, it was a boy or a little girl, how would you right. talk to any five-year-old? Right. You'd choose your words. You'd be kind. You, you'd show empathy. You'd, you'd show concern. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's true. It's, so it's like you got to understand that's what you're doing when you're talking to yourself. Further, furthermore, every cell in your body believes the story that your mind is spinning about yourself. So if you think you're a fucking loser and you have nothing to live for, <laughs> Every cell in your body agrees because you're the one that's telling them how to feel. You know, I used to fucking, you know, this, this was anecdotal, and I used to fucking love it. Like when Trump was, you know, president and people used to go off on Trump that he was such a fucking piece of shit. And, you know, I'm like, look, bro, think about it this way. Look at yourself. Look at your, look at, look at, look at your health. Think of yourself as a president of a country. And every cell in your body is a citizen. That tells you what type of fucking dick, uh, type of fucking leader you would be or president you would be. Everybody wants to come after Trump, but if you're fucking 350 pounds overweight, Take what type of fucking yourself. president do you think you'd be? <laughs> yeah. if, if your cells are your citizen yeah. in, in your country, what type of fucking president do you think you'd be? Mm-hmm. Or if you're fucking getting high every fucking weekend or every day, you know what I mean? What type of leader do you think you'd be? Because you're a leader. There's a fucking million cells in there that are working for you on your behalf. Yeah. And how do you repay them? How do you repay them? By fucking pumping beer down the fucking throat and fucking hot wings and fucking doing coke. Yeah. And, you know, once the coke is out, meth and whatever. You know what I mean? So whatever I can sniff, put it on the table. I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> Parmesan cheese, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's 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 funny, but it but it's the truth. Yeah, you know what I mean? Is. But it's the truth. You and, know, and it's crazy to think too, like you know, and, and like I've gone through through moments like this, and I, and I heard it was uh, I forgot where I heard it from. So if it comes up, I'm not trying to steal anybody's no, 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 yeah. saying this, but like it would, even in like the the, the littlest things, uh, you know, you're you call yourself a fat ass as a joke. Yeah. You don't understand the magnitude and the level that that has Absolutely. on your body yeah. by telling yourself that. Yeah. Even if it's as a joke. I used to joke with my sister all the time. I used to say, fatty needs to eat. Yeah. Like, that, saying that about yourself is saying, is is that negative self-talk. It's priming an image. Exactly. It's priming an image. And it slowly becomes more and more your self-worth is in the can. Yeah. Your self-confidence is trash. Motivation. Your motivation is down. Your discipline is gone. Everything just disappears because of, just because of negative self-talk. 
Sigmund Freud has a fucking beautiful quote. He says, before you go and diagnose yourself with depression, make sure you're not surrounded by assholes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what it is. I mean, you become what you surround yourself around. And, and you know, diet is not limited to what you eat and put in your body or, or what you drink. It, 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 diet is what you, what you watch on TV. Diet is what you read. Diet is your thoughts. Diet is who you're surrounded around. Diet is your culture. What's on that fucking phone? Yeah, what's on the phone? Everything is diet. Everything is diet. I mean, the question becomes, like, who are you when nobody's looking? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You can and be this person on one side, and do but you, who are you when no one's And do you love that person? Mm-hmm. When, when, you know, I know people, bro, that for the life of them, they can't fucking stay home. For the life of them. They can't fucking stay home because they they probably they, they, they probably can't sit with themselves because most people can't and it's not a knock on anybody. No, most people can't sit with themselves mm-hmm. because then you're forced to fucking see. realize some certain shit about yourself that you don't want to see. You're forced to see the shadow. You don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. So you fucking run as fast as you can, keeping busy. You understand? Absolutely. But yeah. but see, you know, like we were talking earlier on the little break that we had. You have to, like, most people believe that, you know, there are gods in heaven and that saints in hell underground, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have that belief. And I believe me and you don't share no, in that absolutely. belief. I believe Satan and God are both in me. And what I choose to focus on is what's going to reveal itself. But you have to be very awake and alert to every little nuanced thing that you do. Because it's either leaning one way or it's either leaning the other way. You know, it's, it's, it's just psychology. It's just psychology. You know, um, it's just psychology. You know, you got to think about the most, well, I refer to it as a collection of books. The Bible is not a book. It's a collection of books. Right. And you got to think about it. A lot of people take them every story in their literal. But what if it's meant to be symbolic? Mm-hmm. What if it's meant to be symbolic? They're different books from different languages, different, different everything. Yeah, you know what I mean? But even across religions, you know what I mean? It's the same story. If you look at it, it's the same story. Yeah. It's just, you know, their gods are different or they look different. and But it's the same story human story that's being told in every religion but everybody just needs to have a god that looks a certain way so it's easier to convince people you know what i mean yeah that's why i like to call them corporate religions is they're just geniuses at marketing Mm -hmm. and it was i saw this actually i think it was actually on your guys' instagram page about the difference between religion and spirituality yeah like you know Religion was what was before. Spirituality is what become, what you become like once you go through that hell, yeah. and you finally see that you develop. It's, that. I think that you're going off that uh, that meme that I put up with David Bowie, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it says uh, religion is for people that are scared to go to hell. Yes, spirituality is for the people that have already been there. Yes, yeah. yes, and that couldn't be more accurate, more accurate, yeah. more true. Yeah, um, and I know it sounds crazy to the to most people because they haven't had that journey yet. They haven't had that journey. And of course, like when you don't know about something, it sounds crazy to you. Absolutely. And I guess what we're trying to do is entice people uh, to, to build a curiosity. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, for people to have curiosity about these things that we're talking about. Because I can't save you. I can't do the work for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I can't walk your journey for you. I can walk it with you, mm-hmm. but I can't walk it for you. Absolutely. You know? So, I mean, we're by no, you know, I was even telling Dave, I'll make a hat that says Paul's prophet. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I don't want anybody to think that I'm prophesizing over here. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, that's the thing, too. It's like, I, I don't want people to think, like, I'm hearing this. I don't want you to have to go through drug addiction. No. I don't want you to have to no. go through deaths in the family, whatever the case may be. I don't want you to have to go through that. I share my experience because like maybe it will get somebody to, okay, let's take a look at something in your life. If something that we have said here today affects you in whatever way that is, pisses you off, gets you angry, gets you upset, hits a nerve, take a look at that because there's something there that needs to be addressed if it's making you feel a certain way. Yeah, exactly. Take a look. Like I I tell David, we've gotten quite a bit of downloads um, and very minimal likes. You know why? People don't want their friends to know that they're listening. (laughs) (laughs) People don't want their friends to know that they're listening. We get a very low amount of likes on the Instagram pages and on the group. They don't want other people to know they're listening. That's why we did this. Right. Because you can remain anonymous. Yeah. Like, look, bro, don't give us a like. Don't fucking share the episode. It's okay. Just That's not the fucking goal here, bro. We're not doing this for fame. You know what I mean? Right. We're not doing it for, for, for popularity. We're doing it because I can't afford to be sitting on this information and not share it. I can't afford that. Yeah. We can't afford that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so it's like this, we're saying... By no means is, you know, you know, like Jay-Z quote, Hove did that, so hopefully you ain't got to go through that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're right. All of that, like you said, it sparks curiosity. That curiosity sparks interest. That interest will lead you to do what we cannot do, and that's open your own door and find your lane. Absolutely. Like you said, you know, we can help you with that situation, and hopefully this helps you with yeah. that situation to be able to get to that door. That door is cracked. You have to be the one that's got to open. And enlightenment, there's not a plus one. No, you know exactly. what I mean. Like, you know what I mean. Like you're welcome to join me here. Right. You know what I mean. And I'm willing to even walk the journey with you. Mm-hmm. But I can't bring you. I there's no plus ones here. You got to do the work. You yeah, know what I mean. Like in that movie, fucking Training Day, where fucking Denzel's telling him, "When are you motherfuckers smoke this fucking guy?" And I got ten thousand. And fucking Rico puts down the gun. He's like, "We put in our own work around here, homie." <laughs> <laughs> That's what spirituality is, bro. Yeah. We put in our own work around here, homie. Work. You know what I mean? That's the only way to get there. I can't do it for you, bro. You got to put in your own fucking work. Absolutely. And yeah. like the thing is too, it's like we're not saying this either, preaching from a pedestal of some sort no. or on a. On a high top somewhere like i'm still a work in progress yeah, we are very all, much we're so. all i'm gonna die and i'm not i'm barely gonna be scratching the surface I'm, oh yeah this, so yeah that going going i always had this i've always said this to myself so with perfection being the goal and knowing you're never going to achieve perfection but that's the goal you're always going to be progressing yeah absolutely Know that you'll never achieve perfection. There's nothing perfect at all. You will never be perfect. What I mean, perfect is what is perfect. Yeah. No one's seen it. No. But if that's their goal, 
and you continue to grow towards that, you're always going to progress. Absolutely. You're always going to be continuing to grow and grow and grow and grow to new heights. Mm-hmm. Like, I always used to tell myself that, and I still tell myself that to this day. You know, the word sin is it actually uh, comes from an archery term. And what sin means is missing the target. Mm. So, as we project to 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 upward spiral to to chase the best version of ourselves, you know what I mean, or our so- or chase our own sovereignty that we possess, but we just have to try to access it. Even if we miss the target, man, imagine how much closer we're gonna get. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna go ahead and end uh, part two here. <laughs> And we're going to continue until part three because this is too fucking yeah. good. Speaking of missing the target, yeah, yeah. yeah. we missed the uh, second half of it, a lot of the story, but we are going to get into uh, him uh, fighting, well, actually getting the help, yeah, getting the help yeah, and going nice. into uh, your next chapter. Yeah. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. And we'll, we'll see you forward. in uh, part uh, three. Part three? Part three. All right. Thank you.